Salatu wassalamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Lan tanalu albirra hatta tunfiqu mimma tuhibbun Wa ma tunfiqu min shay'in fa inna allaha bihi alim Sadaqallahul azim most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders <coughs> allah ta'ala out of his grace his mercy has enabled us to witness this mubarak night which is the night of eid in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi says that man ahya laylatayil eidain lam yamut qalbuhu yawma tamutul qulub that the person who will keep the two nights of Eid alive. So keeping the nights of Eid alive, what does this mean? That a person spends some portion of the night at least, the whole night somebody gets a tawfiq, very good. But Allah Ta'ala's rahmat is such that somebody spends some portion of the night also in ibadat, in the worship of Allah Ta'ala, this is called keeping the night alive. So if the person engages in some way, in some ibadat in this night, Allah Ta'ala will keep his heart alive on the day when hearts will die. Which is the day when hearts will die? The day of Qiyamah. When people will be in a state of total bewilderment, they will be completely in that situation where no person will have anything to do with anybody else. The parents will have nothing to do with the children. And beyond that also Allah Ta'ala says, That a mother who is carrying a fetus, she'll abort it also. And no person will have anything to do with anybody else. A parent who wants to do everything for that child in this world. Allah forbid to the extent that that parent was ready to commit haram also for that child. Why are you doing the, your business in this way? Well, for the children. So the person is prepared to deal in a haram manner also for that child. But on the day of Qiyamah, that child also won't want to have anything to do with the parent. And the parent won't have anything to do with the child. The brother will flee from the sister. Sister will flee from the brother. Every person will be concerned about himself only. Allah describes this scene in the Quran Sharif that such a situation will overcome people on the day of Qiyamah. That it will appear as if people are in a drunken stupor. But what drink they're going to have there? There's no drunkenness. It is merely the azab of Allah Ta'ala that is so severe that the fear of that azab will bring about this kind of condition on people. So this is the situation when hearts will die. When a person would have no support whatsoever. But on that day, Allah Ta'ala will keep such people's heart alive who kept these nights of Eid alive. What karam, what fazal of Allah Ta'ala 
that such a major situation, such a difficult time, and for such a small little effort, Allah Ta'ala will grant safety, will grant refuge, will grant a person that security on that day. This is the unlimited rahmat and fazl of Allah Ta'ala. It cannot be compared. Person, we employ somebody to do some work. So one of the first things we will do is negotiate that the amount of pay will be to the, equal to the amount of effort or the amount of skill that was really involved in it. If the effort wasn't really worthy of that amount more than that and the person is demanding more, say, sorry, this is not worth it. You're asking for double the price. I can't give it to you. So in this dunya, we negotiate and we drive a bargain that until that amount of work and effort is not received by us, we won't pay equally. But Allah Ta'ala's fazl, his karam, is very different. That on very little, Allah Ta'ala grants unlimited. So this little bit of effort a person makes on this Mubarak night, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some nafil salah, maybe wake up at hajjud time, some tilawat, some zikr, dua, tahajjud, whatever little a person can do, some tawfiq Allah Ta'ala grant us, then this too will get us included in this great fadilat and virtue that on this, on the night, on the day of Qiyamat, Allah Ta'ala will save us from those people, from being among those people whose hearts would have died. Meaning would be totally bewildered, total confusion in this array and having nothing to support them. So Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that some, even if it is 10-15 minutes after we return home, we spend some time in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. The more the better. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, That you can never ever attain complete righteousness, perfection in righteousness. Until you spend that which you love from that which you love. Now this is in one way related to the occasion of Qurbani. That Qurbani is also requiring that a person spends out of his wealth in the heart of Allah and in performing that Qurbani he tries to spend the best that he can and sacrifice the best that he can. So the lesson is of sacrificing what we love. And Allah is describing this as the precondition spending from that which a person loves, Allah Ta'ala is describing as the precondition for reaching perfection, righteousness. Without this is not possible. Now in our case, we would now perhaps think about it, ponder over it. But the sahaba Kiram were a very different group of people. And because of the level that they had of ita'at, of immediate positive response and total admission to Allah Ta'ala and Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam complete annihilation of their selves Allah Ta'ala granted them that certificate of Ridwan that certificate of his pleasure and happiness that is endorsed in the Quran anybody can say what they want and do what they want but this endorsement of the Sahaba Ikram in the Quran Sharif Nobody can interfere with that. 
So when this ayat of the Quran was revealed, and Nabi Sallallahu recited it to the Sahaba Kiram, one Ansari, Hazrat Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala he immediately came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi and he said to him, Nabi Allah Sallallahu Alaihi that among the wealth that I have, the most beloved to me, the most beloved to me is the garden that I have, Biruha. This was a garden which was opposite Masjid of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi would often go into this garden, there was a well there which had sweet water. So Nabi Sallallahu would go and drink from this water. So he came and he said that the most beloved of all the wealth that I have is garden. And this ayat of the Quran Sharif has been revealed. I am immediately now making over this garden to you. You may spend it as sadaqah in the path of Allah Ta'ala. No hesitation of any sort. This ayat has been revealed. And this is the most valuable thing that he owns and possesses. This is what his heart is attached to. He says, I've come, I've given it to Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Islam says, I've accepted it, but now you take it and you distribute it among your family members. Sometimes, this is the more difficult part of the sadaqah. Sometimes to give it to strangers is easy. And to give it to one's near ones is difficult. Nabi Islam says, this is accepted, this is already you have given it in Allah Ta'ala's path. Now you take it and you give it among your relatives. So he completely submits to that. He takes it and then he goes and distributes it among his paternal cousins. Allah's Nabi Salaam has asked me to distribute among my family. You are my closest. It's yours now. Hazrat Umar Ta'ala comes. He says, I have a slave woman who is extremely beloved to me. This ayat has been revealed. I have set her free. His son Abdullah bin Umar comes. He says the same thing. I also have a slave woman who is extremely beloved to me. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala, she is now free. No hesitation in responding to what Allah wa Ta'ala has ordered. And they were desirous of getting this higher level of righteousness, perfection in righteousness. That you cannot become fully good. Unfortunately, nowadays, this too is not even an aspiration that I want to be really good. Person says, well, I'm doing some basics, alright, fine. When it comes to the dunya, then we want everything super good. When it comes to the worldly things, then after a few years, what is still new has become outdated. It has to be replaced. It's not good enough. Then it has to constantly be upgraded, updated, because is out of date, though it is serving the purpose 100%. But everybody else has got something else now. The technology has now advanced so much that this is now looking like it was from grandfather's time. So now it has to be upgraded and updated. And that carries on. There's no end to it. There's no limit to it. That is as far as the dunya is concerned. But upgrading our level of deen, bring ourselves closer to Allah Ta'ala, Improving in terms of dunya all the time, this is, a, is the call. Improving the quality of life. Improving the quality of life, this is just a mere slogan, which means must get more material. Must try and acquire more comforts of the dunya. That is the sum total of quality of life, acquiring more material. 
Whereas that material doesn't improve anybody's quality of life. Quality of life is inside the heart. But in any case, in terms of dunya, that is the constant effort, how can we improve the so-called quality of life? But improving the quality of our salah, improving the quality of our tilawat, improving the quality of our dhikr, improving the quality of our akhlaq, improving the quality of our mu'amalat and mu'asharat, that is something which is not even an aspiration unfortunately in many cases. To be even called good too is not necessarily something that we aspire for. Many a person feels happy to be called bad. He's got a big behind him, bad boy. He's so happy about it. And he paid for it to be called bad. So now the station to be called good also is gone. They don't make an effort to be called good. We have to be bad. We're happy to be called bad. But here the Sahaba Ikram wanted to be good, wanted to be super good. And when this ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed, they said, if this is the precondition to become better, then we are, our whole lives are for Allah Ta'ala. Our wealth is for Allah Ta'ala. One Sahabi after another is coming. Hazrat al by garden, for Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Umar, my slave is free. Hazrat Abdullah bin Umar, my slave is free, for Allah Ta'ala. And that is not, in our context, it's very easy to just say slave is free. Because we don't have slavery, there isn't any more slavery. So to understand slave is free, what it means, it is like in this time, somebody says, my car, who car in Allah Ta'ala's path. Drive the gate at Sadaqah, take it. That was the same context in which slaves went to the Sabah Kiram and to people who owned slaves in that time. That was the value of a slave. And maybe more than that, far more than that. So in any case, the lesson we learn here is that we have to spend that which is beloved to us. That wherein there is... Now what is beloved? What does this really mean? It's not necessarily what it means generally in our understanding, but it's more broader than that. One is something the heart is attached to because one desires it. But even if that may not be the case, but it is something which, as in one explanation of sadaqah, which is the best sadaqah. Nabi Islam explains the best sadaqah is where a person spends from that which he is in need of. And what takhshal faqr. He is in a condition where he is even fearing that if I spend this, I don't know where I'll get some and from that, not necessarily everything, but from that he sends something in the path of Allah Ta'ala. In the case, the situation of ease, in the situation of adversity also, they spend something in the path of Allah Ta'ala all the time. So whether the person has abundance or he has little, he's not even sure whether he will have enough tomorrow. But some portion of that too he spends in the path of Allah Ta'ala that there is somebody lesser of than him. He has only half loaf. Somebody doesn't have half a slice. So he'll spend half a slice for that person. Now this is that best sadaqah. That his heart is attached to it. So this is in one broad concept. This is one meaning of this ayat. But prior to this ayat, the ayat that preceded referred to the Yahud. Those who 
And prior to that, some ayat also refer to the Yahud, the Jews. And in that context, this ayat is coming. Mufassirin explain one reason for this is that what the Yahud had most dear to them was that they wanted that domination. That they wanted to be above everybody. They wanted to be ruling over everyone. They wanted to be king. And this ayat of the Quran Sharif is saying to them that till you don't spend this, meaning don't give it up, till you don't trample this desire of yours, that what I want to be, leave it out. Let me become what Allah Ta'ala wants me to be. Until you don't submit yourself to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you can't get anywhere. لَنْتَنَالُ الْبِرُّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ Until you don't give up this crave within you for that power. Until you don't give up this crave for that ego to be now fulfilled. So this is the other broader lesson. Is, and this is the lesson of Qurbani itself. That to attain this righteousness, we will have to give up something, spend something. And more difficult than spending wealth, spending wealth also has sometimes some effect. Sometimes many a person says, it's very difficult for me to spend something. And it's like half my heart is going away with it. So that might be the case, that is something beyond somebody's control, if that is involuntary, he'll get more sawab with that. There's more mujahada in it. So go ahead, carry on spending in the path of Allah, Ta'ala, whatever you can. Whatever you're going to spend, that will bring even greater rewards because there's given greater mujahada in it. But whatever Allah Ta'ala requires us to spend something, we spend. But that is wealth. Even more difficult spending wealth in the path of Allah Ta'ala is spending our feelings. Spending our feelings referring to the trampling the wrong feelings, suppressing it. Not giving vent to it. And you look in the ahadith, the tremendous rewards that come on this aspect. Like in the hadith sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man kawama ghaydan wa huwa qadim ala infadi. Mala Allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana. The person who suppresses his anger. Now, what is anger? Anger is a feeling. Anger is a feeling. But he suppresses this feeling. He's spending this out. He's not, he's not using it up. He is not giving vent to it. And he's suppressing this anger in the situation where he can give vent to it. Because anger is a very, very intelligent thing. Anger is a very intelligent thing. Person sees somebody who he can express his anger on, then he suddenly says, I just went off the rail. And I flew off the track. And I just lost it. And whatever other descriptions we can give to try and just excuse ourselves. That whatever happened was something beyond me, I couldn't control it. But the same situation, suddenly we see one person double our size and he's even flexing his muscles. Then suddenly that anger becomes so intelligent that this is the, the right thing to do now is to quietly just carry on from here. And even ask the person, maaf. Doesn't matter, maaf for you tramping my toes. So that anger is so intelligent. That anger is a feeling. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam is saying, the person who has suppressed this feeling, Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with Iman and peace. Can you imagine this 
effort we are supposed to be making to gain Iman, the strength of Iman. Nabi saying Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with Iman and peace that is in this dunya. In the Akhirat, Allah Ta'ala will call him up on the day of Ahmed. That you have your choice of the Hurain. Your choice. For what? That feeling in the dunya, that anger. You suppressed it. Person is walking on the street, and now there's a feeling of casting a haram glance, of looking around at haram. Or he's sitting in privacy, and that phone is now demanding that he do something haram. So to start off with, if this is the case, then he'll become smart, he won't have that smartphone. He'd rather not have it. But in any case, now at that time, he's supposed to feel it. He doesn't vent to it. In the Hadith Sharif, B.S. says, Allah Ta'ala says, Hadith Qudsi, that an-nazru sahmum min sihami iblisa masmum, that this haram glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. And now this is a feeling. Now this is a feeling that he's spending. What is he spending wealth? He's spending this feeling, he's discarding it. What is the end result? Allah says, Spend this away. Meaning give it to Allah. Don't use it for yourself. Don't misuse it. Then abdaltu biha imanan yajidu halawatahu fi qalbihi. We're talking about the returns. What are the returns? When the person spends wealth in the one ayat of the Quran Sharif, it comes and gets 700 times the reward. So wealth for wealth. Here he's spending a feeling, he's getting iman. Can the wealth of the whole world compare to iman? Allah Ta'ala says, I will grant him in return such iman that he'll taste its sweetness in his heart. He will taste the sweetness of that iman in his heart. Can the whole world put his, all its wealth together and buy this? But now this is a feeling. And as we said sometimes, that to spend wealth is easy. To spend these feelings, this is beyond that. In one hadith, Nabi Wasallam says, that he asked the Sahaba Ikram, that Allah ukhbirukum, but should I show you something? Should I tell you something? Tell you what? Bi afdala min darjati salati was siyami was sadaqa. Something greater in rank. Greater in rank than what? Than all the nafil salat that somebody can perform in his life. Imagine a person performs a whole night tahajjud, whole night nawafil, and every day of his life, 70 years, 80 years. How many of us can do that? How many of us can do it one night the whole night also? Around 70 years every night the whole night. And more than this, greater than this. And not only that, was siyam. All the nafil fast that a person can keep in his life. Now besides the month of Ramadan is first, the five days, the ayam tashrik and the two Eids that is not permissible. Besides that, a person fast all year round, every year. Sa'imud dahar. 50 years of his life, 70 years of his life. Some years back, maybe about 15, 18 years back, perhaps it was, when Jamaat had come from Bangladesh, there was an alim in the Jamaat. He was sa'imud dahar. Besides that five days, the rest of the year he was fasting. And wherever he went, people got to know. I remember the scene many times. People would gather around him and want to just even just shake his hands or just ask, please ask him to make some dua for him. 
Subhanallah, what a, what a thing it is. How many people, there are probably a handful of people in the world like that. That every day besides the five days, it's not permissible. Every day the person is fasting is already in his probably late 60s or something. So he was such a unique person. And indeed it's such a unique thing. Nabi Islam is saying, I will tell you something beyond that also. Now, Can we imagine beyond that? And not just that, was sadaqah. And more than all the sadaqah that somebody can give. How much sadaqah can a person give? Maybe 100,000, 1 million. Maybe somebody will say 10 million. And some people will say maybe in Vallam, even beyond that too, 1 billion. So Satyala will make it 100 billion. Who can give? How can the whole world put together give maybe 1,000 billion? How many can we give? Nabi Islam is saying put all the whole world's wealth together and give it in sadaqah. This is more than that also. So who, and, and not just one of these things only. All the three things combined. All the nafil salah throughout the night and the tahajjud and everything for decades on end and fasting every day of one's life for years on end and giving all the sadaqah that one can ever give. All these three things combined. Nabi Islam is saying, should I not show you something better than all this? The sahaba kiram after all the sahaba kiram how eager they would be. They said, why not? Please. Bala ya Rasulullah. Nabi Islam says, Islahu dhatil bain. Subhanallah. That to make peace between two people. Bas. To make peace between two people because this will require spending a lot of feelings from everybody. And to spend these feelings is such a rewarding thing that the person who made the effort to make the people spend the feelings, he is getting this reward. The Nabi Islam is saying is better than all these things put together. Not that these things are being downplayed in any way. As great as they are, this has an even greater reward. This is also part of the same ayat. لَنْتَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ These jazbat, these feelings, these things that take us towards haram, these things that make us disobey Allah wa ta'ala, disobey the way of Rasulullah wasallam. This is the lesson of Qurbani. And Ibrahim wasallam was given the order to slaughter his son. That obviously took time. He had to go prepare his son, bring him along take him to the spot. Obviously, there was time involved in all that. So before that happened, before he put the knife on the throat of his son, long before that, the instant that that command came, in that instant, he had already put the knife on desire. The desire that any father has that he wishes to see his son alive. In that same instant, that order and command of Allah came, in that same instant, he put a knife on that desire. My desire, whatever it is, Allah Ta'ala's command is supreme. Uh, my life can be sacrificed, my feelings can be sacrificed, my desires can be sacrificed, but the law of Allah Ta'ala can't be sacrificed. That is the lesson of Qurbani. And to keep this lesson alive, we have been given this Qurbani, year in and year out. Unlike others, that they put one statue to remember somebody, put one statue in some park, and after all, you see birds perching on that statue and they leave the droppings on that person's head and they're gone. And this is his remembrance. So Islam is not a dead way of life. It's a living deen. And therefore this lesson was so great 
that this lesson has been kept alive, that we go to physically do it. And it's such an important amal that Nabi Allah says, What a strong way of expressing this. That if a person has the ability to, meaning is wajib on him, to sacrifice an animal, and to do so, he mustn't even join us in our Eid Salah. Join Nabi Wasallam in his Eid Salah. Can we imagine what a tremendous thing that was? Nabi Wasallam is so upset, he says, you don't come join us also. This was a very strong way of emphasizing this aspect of Qurbani, because this has such a great lesson in it for us. So these amal that we have given in deen are not just rituals, there's something that we do for the sake of just getting over with it and feeling that we've done our duty. No, there's something great to take along with it. That animal will be taught in seconds, but the lesson has to live alive with us. The lesson has to keep with us till the Qurbani and for the rest of our lives. We are ready to slaughter any desire that comes in the way of the command of Allah Taala. Anything that becomes an obstacle, that can be moved aside. But the order of Allah Taala, the way of life of Rasulullah that can't be interfered with. That can't be tampered with. So this is this occasion, one lesson that we learned right at the beginning, the importance of spending some time in ibadat of this night. Man ahya lam The one who keeps the rights of Eid alive, Allah Taala will save his heart from dying on the day of Qiyamah. So some portion of the night, Allah Taala give us tawfiq. We wake up for tahajjud, some uh, ibadat at that time, or before we go to sleep, some time we spend in ibadat. And also to understand this lesson that is given to us, to learn to spend from that which we love. From that which we love. What our hearts are attached to. What we feel, that this is something dear to me, something close to me. To spend something from that. Allah Ta'ala doesn't demand everything also. Mimma tibbum. From that which you have, mim. Something. Some little bit also. But it be do ikhlas. Whatever you will do, Allah is there. This is up to bring the less of ikhlas. Allah is aware what intention a person has. What kind of thing he's doing, why he's doing it. What kind of work he's spending, why he's spending it. With that ikhlas, even a little will become very valuable. Like that incident, we will finish off on this. That person who was going to visit some buzruk. And on the way, it occurred to him that I should have taken some hadiyah along. And presented to the buzruk, he's ill, I'm going to visit him. I should have taken some hadiyah along. So now what Hadiyah does he take? He's on the way. So he picked up all the little twigs and sticks that are lying on the side, which fall off from the tree. It's free for anybody to pick up. So he picked that up and he burled it and he took it along. Now anybody knows this came for free? Anybody knows that this came for free? You won't turn it around to see what's the price tag on it. But he took it because there was no formalities. Deen, the Sahaba Ikiram, one aspect about them that is found in the ahadith that aqalluhum takallufan they had the least amount of formalities unnecessary formalities that we encumber ourselves so much and make our life so difficult with all the formalities that we bring in any case that's a separate topic on his own he took that bundle of sticks and he went along then he finally reached he met the buzrug and then he presented this hadiyah this gift but when there's something done with ikhlas, then there's some attachment, there's some noor out of that people can see out of it. That Buzruk called his khadim and he told him that you take this bundle of sticks and you put it aside. Keep it aside. When I pass away, you heat the water of my ghusl with these sticks. 
I am hopeful that with the barakat of the ikhlas in which this hadiah was given, my makhirat will get made. This is that ikhlas. Whatever you spend, Allah Ta'ala is aware. That feeling that a person is spending also, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is aware of that also. Allah Ta'ala will reward abundantly in dunya and reward in the akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala grant us all the topic of bringing these lessons into our lives and passing it on to others as well. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُ La ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Dil mera ho jaye ek meydan ho tu hi tu ho tu hi tu ho tu hi tu ghair se bilkul hi uth jaye nazar 
तू ही तू आए नजर देखो जिधर और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सो शैता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मुला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी बना मुझसा हल्क में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नामासिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है अरब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुनाह अब तो रहे बस तादम आखिर विरद जबाए मेरे
آہ راہ جز آسما ہم دم نبود راز راغیر خدا محرم نبود آہ راجز آسما ہم دم نبود راز راغیر خدا محرم نبود الہی ای بندہ را رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن الہی ای بندہ را رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو برگ اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ اللہ الحمد اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا ترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعن إنك أنت عذل أكرم لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إن اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شريته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك إله العالمين يا الله ومسمسف الله ومسكريشس الله ومسكين الله إله العالمين ومسلفين الله Ya Allah, you are the most merciful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. You are the most forgiving, Ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alamin, your forgiveness is for sinners, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we are those sinners, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, shower down your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, forgive every sin of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, such a great and mubarak night today is, Ya Allah. You granted us this opportunity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you gathered us in your house, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, surely you wish to forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you are begging forgiveness for ourselves, Ya Allah. Forgiveness for our families, Ya Allah. Forgiveness for our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Forgiveness for the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Shower down your maghfirat on the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the sufferings of the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those who are in difficulties, remove their hardships, ya Allah. Ya Allah, wherever the Muslims are being oppressed, remove their oppression from them, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, hold back the hands of the oppressors, ya Allah. Grant the oppressors hidayat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayat is not deed for them, wipe them out from the face of this earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, those who are in poverty, give them food to eat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those who are suffering without clothing, give them clothing to wear, ya Allah. Those who have no shelters to live in, give them shelters, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove all the hardship and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us from every trial and test, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, we are not worthy of being tested, Ya Allah. We are too weak, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save, Ya Allah. Grant us complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant all the Muslims throughout the world afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, accept the hajj of all the hujaj, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, accept all the ibadat, Ya Allah. Accept all the duas, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make each one hajj and mabrur, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us the tawfiq of ziyarat of haramain shifi, Ya Allah. Allah, take us over and over again with all the adab and respect and etiquette, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, in these mubarak nights, Ya Allah, all the rahmat that is being showered down, Ya Allah, make us also the recipients of it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not deprive any of your servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, all the duas that have been made in haramain shifi, Ya Allah, give us a share also in it, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, make everybody's qurban easy, Ya Allah. Accept each one's qurban, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, enable us to live the lessons of Ibrahim, Ali salatu wasalam, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, let us live the lesson of qurban, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, enable us to 100% submit ourselves to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from the deception of our nafs, Ya Allah. Save us from the deception of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. All those who are in any financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, barkat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove each one's hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who have passed away, fill their qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, from our families, throughout the ummah, those who have passed away, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the high stage in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat al-nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Make our upper gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Let Nabi Islam be happy to say Sunday, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let it not be that he chases us away, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, if he chases us away, we have nobody to save us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, let Nabi Islam be happy to see us on that day, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us his shafat and intercession, Ya Allah. Give us jannatul firdaus without indicating, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who have raised their hands in this night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You know what is the cry of each person's heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make each one your special servant, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make each one those special servants of yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, who you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah.
And all those who ask us to make dua for them, fulfill all their needs, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Sayyiduna Muhammad wa alihi wa ashabihi. اجمعين والحمد لله